decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole world should be enrolled. This was the first enrollment when Quirinius was governor of Syria. So all went to be enrolled, each to his own town. And Joseph too went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David that is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family of David, to be enrolled with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. While they were there, the time came for her to have her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were shepherds in that region, living in the fields and keeping the night watch over their flock. The angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were struck with great fear. The angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For today in the city of David, a Savior has been born for you, who is Christ and Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find an infant wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was a multitude of the heavenly host with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. choir singing the Gloria again, or at least the first verse of it, as we heard in today's gospel, reminds us that um, even though every Mass could be considered a Holy Thursday and a Good Friday, but every Mass also can be considered Christmas, because we begin the Mass, of course, by singing that age-old hymn first sung by the choir of angels announcing Christ's birth. And it definitely looks like Christmas around here, doesn't it? I mean, the church is beautifully decorated. We have trees, we have garland, we have wreaths, we have poinsettias, and of course we have our nativity scene. But there is one thing that I, I don't see in our decorations, and that is Christmas presents. But luckily for you all, I do have one. Right here. Now before I go on, I must apologize. It's not wrapped very well. That's not one of my talents. In fact, when I was a young adult, several of my friends decided we would volunteer at one of those Christmas wrapping stations at the mall. Those were those that um, 
People would bring stuff to you, you would wrap them up, and then they would donate, and of course it would go to whatever the charitable organization was. And after wrapping the first one, it quickly became apparent that is not my talent, and I got regulated to tape man, which basically meant that I had to have a cellophane piece of tape ready to go when they held their finger and says, here, put it here. But in any case, so, but, so ignoring the fact that maybe it's not the best wrapping job, let's focus on the gift itself. We have a gift tag here, and it says it is for the human family, and it's from your heavenly Father. A gift given to us by God. God is truly the giver of all the good gifts that we have in our lives. Time and time again, he showers us with the gifts that he knows we need as his children to grow in holiness and to grow in his, the image and likeness that he created us. Now, of course, when we're presented with a gift, we can make guesses about what's in it. We can shake it. We can examine the size, maybe even look to see if there's a, a, a corner of it that's pulled back. But really, it's only after we unwrap it that we can see what the gift is, we can appreciate it, and, and use it. And of course, tomorrow morning, there will be all kinds of gifts being unwrapped at homes all across our community and across the world. Children will be tearing into those gifts, wrapping paper will be flying, it reminds me of my days when I was a, when I was a little guy. Um, we would come down on Christmas morning. The very first thing we would do, we would scurry under the tree. We would say, okay, that one's for Joe. So I'd grab all mines and put them in this corner of the room. My brother Jim would gather his and put them here. And then my sister Mary would put them there. And then we would commence to unwrapping. But it was really more like piranha attacking a a piece of meat, really. As I said, the wrapping paper fly around, the wrapping paper's gathering on the ground in our living room about ankle deep. And one of the last tasks before we were told to go and get ready for Christmas morning mass was, Dad would come in with a large, with a large uh, trash bag, and we would start putting all of that wrapping paper in there with the only exception being any pretty bows, mom would hold on to those and, and recycle them. But here's an interesting thing. As I said before, God is very gracious in showering us with gifts. But I find, we find ourselves throughout our lives not showing the same excitement as our children do that they have on Christmas morning. Especially as adults, when we are presented with a gift from God, we look at it with maybe some trepidation. We're maybe scared what this gift is going to entail. If it's a gift of His unconditional love, it means that I am now going to have to show love to my neighbor who I haven't talked with in six months because of a silly argument we had. If it is a gift of his unconditional forgiveness, it means I'm going to have to reach out 
to a family member and try to reconcile and try to repair the damage that our, that our disagreement has caused maybe over these years. If it is a gift from God, it may require that I may need to change my own priorities. I may need to be thinking less of myself and be more caring of my neighbor. If it is a gift given to me by God, it may mean I may have to set aside my own plans and choose a new path. I can't tell you how many weeks and months went by when I first heard the, the call to the priesthood and I would set that gift aside. I'm not really ready to unwrap that yet. And every now and then, maybe I would take a corner and just loosen it a little bit, but not pull it open yet. It took time for me to finally unwrap that gift and to answer that call. There are so many reasons why we do not embrace the gifts that God gives us. There are so many reasons why we don't want to take the responsibility of being recipients of the gifts that God wants to give us. But eventually, if we find ourselves finally ready to unwrap it, finally ready to open it, we may find ourselves the recipients of the greatest gift of all. The gift of Jesus. My dear friends, I've often wondered what that meeting must have been like in heaven. I picture God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit around a conference table. And the Father is saying, you know what, it's about time, as he looks to the Son, for you to go down and play your part in my plan of salvation. And let's think about this for a moment. We are talking about the Son of God through whom the whole universe was created. He is the epitome of power. He is the epitome of divinity, of love, and mercy. And yet, what does he choose to do? He chooses to become a creature. He chooses to become one of us. He chooses to become the most vulnerable creature there ever is, a human baby. We know when our children are born, they are totally and completely dependent on their parents for their food, for their shelter, for their safety. Completely dependent. The God of the universe, the God who created the universe, was willing to give it all up to become one of us. Because after all, God so loved the world that he sent his Son so that all who believe in him might not perish but might have eternal life. This is the radical gift that was given to us all. This is the greatest gift given to the human family. Eventually, that child matured and grew into an adult, 
And eventually, after maybe three years of ministry, he chose to do the next big miracle, and that is giving up his life on the cross for our salvation. Once again, a radical gift given to us by God that demands our response. If the Son of God can be vulnerable and become one of us, then surely we can become vulnerable as well. If the Son of God is willing to give up everything, including his very life, then surely we can share the blessings God has given us with our neighbor, most especially those in need. My dear friends, we call it the greatest gift because the the saying from John's Gospel doesn't say, for God thought the human family was finally worthy to receive this gift, because we were not. We are not. But we are loved. We are loved by a divine love so great that the Son of God would become one of us. We are loved so much that the Son would be willing to give up his very life for our salvation. This is what we celebrate at Christmas, a reminder to us that there is no greater love and no greater giver of gifts than our Heavenly Heavenly Father. And so, my dear friends, as we continue our Christmas celebration, let us remind ourselves of the greatest gift given to the human family, the gift of the Son of God. Let us embrace that gift. Let it make a difference in our lives so that we may continue to grow into the people God created us to be, His sons and daughters.